heard this? Alexa, I tell the pirate jokes, Alexa. What letters do pirates favor? Z's after passing out from drinking too many Captain and Cokes again. Little kid and my son's pre-K said, that's too funny. I said, thanks for my next comedy record title, kid. Although I prefer Big City Baby. Can I get a holla for comedy record 116, Big City Baby? Holla! Thank you! Very much! Next up, next level, sketchy, ha! Big City Baby. Why do I feel scuzzy for watching the Malice in the Palace doc on Netflix? Outside of realizing that I started chasing laughs 18 years ago on the open mic floor of the Rainbow Room, on the Sunset Strip, no less, and having nothing to show for it, Outside of my bomb, Fasanabili leather jacket after getting my TV writing break with VH1 Classic seven years ago on America's Hard 100. And unfortunately, I'm still so broke, my Hebrew name is under judicial review. I feel like I debase myself by chucking my moral stance on insisting I tell all modern NBA to go woke itself Long time, all the time, by listening to my brother's recommendation to watch it. When he says, yo, bro, the NBA isn't political anymore. They don't take the knee anymore. I promise. I say, they painted thug lives matter most on NBA hardwood courts throughout the nation for two years straight. Asshole. (laughs) After LeBron, king of the persecution complex, a.k.a. Drama Queen Diaries, yelled at his teammates, for standing up for the national anthem since the league exists as a safe space for his rapidly punctured ego. I know, guaranteed money in the NBA despite 20 personal days off a year becoming the new normal these days despite never having to develop a reliable hook shot with your left is so oppressive. <laughs> The fight only happened because a fan chucked a cup of beer on Ryan Artest. He was chilling in the scorer's table in a reclining position. Ryan Artest looked like he could use a frosty beverage after his scuffle with Ben Wallace that was a result of his semi-rough foul with two minutes left in a game and a 12-point lead in their favor. Fucking Steven Jackson, the voice of reason, if there ever existed one, Mr. Ride or Die, I was defending my brother Ron from what? A noogie headlock in the stands from an out-of-work mechanic who worked as an extra and gung-ho, Michael Keaton lives, instead of throwing on his thinking cap while educating himself on Hitler after his boy Farrakhan sprayed Ellie Wiesel's Twitter feed with termite emojis from dawn till night. Never forget. So Reggie Miller didn't win a championship. Boo-hoo. Neither did Patrick Ewing and the 
only other semi-reliable scoring options on that team was a highly streaky, unproven John Starks, who wasn't a high school phenom drafted to play in the pros like the faultless Jermaine O'Neal was. Reggie says, if Jermaine didn't slip, he would have killed that guy. He sucker slide punched. Because Jermaine O'Neal was on the right side of justice. That dude who just came off the floor before being sucker slide punched didn't throw any first punches at Jermaine O'Neal. And stop acting like being sprayed with foamy beer is worse than being pelted by batteries by the bleacher creatures in the old Yankee Stadium before the house that gentrification built was built. Well, if Bob Casas called us thugs, they're really out to get my money. What did Jermaine O'Neal want Bob Casas to say instead? Bob Cousy wouldn't let his daughter date Steven Jackson if his six rings depended on it. Ron Artest let his anxiety about beer pong spillage turn him into a raving wronged lunatic like the rap video ho that gets sprayed down with old D in the video Gin and Juice. Ron Artest attacking fans in attendance is a punk-ass, next-level, sketchy move. Like Nas and his boys stomping on little Nas at the Source Awards after-party for failing to give him lip service after exploiting his canonized rap name for all it was worth because these rhymes are tougher than dice. Ha! Old school Nas lives. Five mics in the source. Thank you very much. Which reminds me, anywhere on SoundCloud, try Snoop Dogg's new wine. According to Wine Advocate, it tastes like mouthwash used in porn hood hell. Big city baby. So David Stern suspended Ron Artest for the season. It forced Ron Artest to dig deep, change his name, and win a championship with the Lakers. Good. Queensbridge represent. And how dare the original gangster, David Stern, who made the NBA what it is today, suspend Steven Jackson and Jermaine O'Neal for 25 games without pay. But hockey players fight all the time. According to Jermaine O'Neal, yeah, amongst themselves. Plus, they don't manage to slip while punching and they're on fucking ice player. And a sucker punch is a low-class, next-level type of sketchy behavior, which you're guilty of, Jermaine. You could spin all you want, but next-level, sketchy behavior becomes thuggish when you throw the first punch at a fan who comes up to your knee when he's not looking, when you could have killed him if you didn't slip on Ben Wallace's headband sweat in the process. If that isn't excessively violent, uncalled for behavior, then I'm just another sheltered suburban white boy who only supports Janice kicking the shit out of any soccer mom who encourages her Stepford wife Seed to chip up Bobby's daughter in the presence of Janice Soprano. Janice lives. Ha! Thank you very much! And what documentary is only an hour? It's my fault for giving the doc a serious contemplative look. As if the unseen camera angle footage was going to reveal who the third gunman was who killed Kennedy. I only wish David Stern was the district attorney 
of any Democrat-run hellhole these days, such as Philly, New York, L.A., Seattle, Portland, San Fran, Chicago, that's closing freaking Starbucks and 7-Elevens left and right because they can't protect their employees from more thuggish attacks because looting slurpy money is poetic justice. Tupac lives. Come with me. Hey, Amira, hurry up and buy that line of bullshit. Belushi lives. Ha! Honky ass motherfuckers. Forget the violent crime committed against Asians on subways on Fulton Street in Manhattan because Jeremy Lin hogged the bike lane all to himself, which pissed off J.R. Smith royally back in the day, too. But not as much as the time where the PR manager for the Cleveland Cavaliers instructed uh, J.R. Smith to no longer conduct his post-game interviews topless on his hoverboard because he insisted that J.R. was high enough already. Big city, baby. And I don't care about the tattoos or shitty rap music in proliferation today. I just care about normalizing and accepting thuggish behavior, which is uncalled for, encourage, enable violence by so-called activists that the media today give a pass to, especially after the past summer of love, $2 billion with the damage later, countless lives lost over bullshit narratives such as hands up, don't shoot, and thug lives matter most. Can I get an amen? Kid Rock Country, amen. Ha! Thank you very much! <laughs> and when I mean Kid Rock Country, I mean fake news, racist, bullshit. Ha! These idols were freaking black guys, excluding Bob Seeger. Thank you very much! <laughs> Without consequence, laws and rules, thuggish behavior is not only encouraged and accepted, but proliferated to the point of complete anarchy. I wanna be anarchy. Johnny Rodden lives. Ha! Big city baby. Thank you. Very much. Again, without consequence, laws and rules, thuggish behavior is not only encouraged and accepted, but proliferated to the point of complete anarchy, which is why gun violence, especially among inner city youth and innocent bystanders, is more out of control than Jill Biden's hair on any given day. Shit, I look 24-7 disheveled, frazzled, if I was on 24-7 wet nurse pill detail for President Poopy Pants, Big City Baby, ha! versus the second-rate, low-class, townie hoe that our alleged first lady is, ha! Big City Baby, thank you! Very much. But LeBron, king of the persecution complex, callback special number one, you're welcome, says Boston is the most racist city I know. Doesn't Boston have the most affirmative action programs in place? Considering the high concentration of colleges there, like Harvard and John Hopkins and BU, which even weird... Weak, woke, Howard was smart enough to get into. Ha! 
Big City Baby. Thank you very much. Doesn't Boston have a host of successful charter schools in place? And if you're anti-charter school, then you are a true racist piece of shit because that offers people the opportunity for advancement. So either you don't think that they're owed that right or you just want to keep the black man down. Either way, you suck and I don't want you in my life. And, you know, you could be for charter schools, but you could be against open borders because if you're open borders, you're pro-sex trafficking. And I like to think I'm a little bit better than that because at the very least, when I go to get a happy ending, I only request happy enders knowing they weren't yanked off the boat yesterday. Big city baby. Ha! Boy, do I want to rattle your insides, you old bitch. Thank you very much. And for the record, one kid only means your diaphragm is for walls after all. Ha! And did you know that in New York City today that you could be fined $250,000 for using dehumanizing language on a legal alien? Such as, no speak English? Who's translating these insults for one exactly? Now in New York City, you can get a New York State license to vote and a hate speech translator courtesy of the state to bankrupt Apu at a bodega in Flushing. Big city, baby. Ha! Thank you! Very much! Hasn't Boston completely decriminalized weed, man? But Boston is supposed to be this incredibly racist place. Last time I checked, Texas doesn't have legalized. Florida doesn't have legalized. And... How about Vermont? Okay, Vermont should change their name from the Green State to CBD Oil Only. Bernie Sanders couldn't even make Vermont great for potheads on vacation. Edibles rule. Ha! Not on them now, in case you're wondering. Thank you! Very much! Boston is the most racist city. Doesn't Boston have Provincetown nearby? which has been a money-in-the-bank gay haven for all colors, sizes, and shapes of dick since the dawn of time throughout the protracted annals of history. Ha! Big city, baby. The same Provincetown who never dared charge James Baldwin for the crime of boring everybody to sleep despite all the poppers in the universe jammed up your anus hole to keep you off from more punch-free pontificating pros Otherwise, Wes Anderson, fucking deal with it. Big city, baby. Ha! Go back to your fucking dream fantasy prep school landing. Outside of Dallas, Texas. Ha! Big city, baby. Thank you! Very much! Isn't Big Poppy being a Dominican Republic legend revered in Boston, which makes him black enough to brush up against Joe Biden's leg hair back in the day and Mr. Groper's eyes? Manny Ramirez, Pedro Martinez, all love playing 
in the most racist city in America, LeBron. <laughs> Shit. Even Johnny Damon looks borderline Asian. Robert Parrish was blacker than D. Brown's 45-inch vertical jump. If a black dude played for the Boston Bruins and broke Cam Neely's single-season hat-trick record, I'm sure the locals wouldn't be running him out of town with pitchforks in hand. With John Kerry's Vineyard Vines briefs on their hat for good measure. <laughs> Nick DiPaolo, stand-up comedy legend, is always referencing his black comedian friends. Total racist move, I know. For making fun of Seinfeld, Yentebra Seinfeld, for being clueless about Cosby being a druggie planting rapist for four decades straight. Where were your powers of observation then, Jerry? Next level sketchy. Holla! For dumping on the joke doctor and doing it good. Holla! Neil Diamond, Jewish Elvis, lives. Thank you! Very much. Gateway to greatness. When will my daughter outgrow her Barbies? Never. If Barbie's dream house remains her safe space for cursing. You can't turn on Ken with varicose veins unless they run down his shaft. Bitch, fuck off, Ken. Don't you have asshole bleach maintenance work to fill out the remainder of your ho-hum to-do list with? He-Man is a pussy. Joan of Arc would have skull-fucked him into Castle Grayskull with Gina Carano's dick. We all know interfaith Barbie, Blue Mel Gibson, to claim she sucked the hate speech out of him on Instagram first. Mermaid Barbie is such a title twat like Kid Rock would have ever buy her a yacht called Harpooning the Most. Nice hair bun, Barista Ken. It looks indigo girls skinny dipping gross. Jared Leto wants his mojo back. Hipster hack bitch. Not. Anthrax lives. Ha! Not! Thank you! Very much! Is gender neutral Ken into Barbies? G.I. Joes or asexual Hello Kitties? Staring blankly at octopus fisting porn stars. Bourdain lives. Big city baby. Surgeon Barbie bypass heart surgery because the patient wasn't vaccinated. And I thought Hillary was an unhuggable cunt. Big city baby. Next up, Sultan of Swatalk. Ha! Babe Ruth lives. Thank you very much. This is Babe Ruth ordering from Zabar's. I can order a dog at the stadium. Sustained on the hot dog sales, I generate alone putts breath. Calling out home run blast is my tradition. Schmendel, shtick, prick. So don't sell me any kipper salmon or yucky herrings, which are too overtly chewy for the babe's taste. Babe knows what he wants. And today I want farm fresh cheeses wheeled to my doorstep on Central Park West. Capiche? I'm not schlepping my regal blue Lincoln Continental to the Amish country in Lancaster on my day off to buy farm fresh cheeses that you could deliver to my doorstep by the time my flapper girl Daisy does dishes 
dislodges my lost martini olive underneath my mound of ball round, but having to be hauled off to insane asylum in the process for the privilege Fitzgerald spritz. Besides, I'm not even recognized in Amish country by any of the milkmaids on the prairie nun farm because they never own TVs or never blocked off four hours. And I hate to hear about my legendary home run blast on the radio that made Ty Cobb feel like an ineffectual Jewish putz, tailor, peddler, and fiddler in the Yiddish theater off-Broadway. Okay? It's not as if the Amish women dress up for their milkmen anyway. So to them, I'm nothing more than a no-name, brutishly handsome beast from the East with a quite a line of Zaybars that would make that shishi bitch queen D.H. Lawrence blush. What? I let my geishas flown in from Japan who are fluent in five different languages read me erotic romance fiction on my downtime while they walk out the knots on my back from spending so much time heaving the dugout after running all the bases twice, sometimes four times, but it's a back-to-back doubleheader. More hot dogs don't inspire me to break more of my own home run records. Matzo balls. It's wheel of farm fresh cheese like smoked gouda and rind rich goat cheese. Wheel down from the cheese caves of the Von Trapp family in Vermont. Wheel down to my fucking doorstep by glamorized pushcart peddlers like yourself, which do. So cut out the Jewish small talk peppered with Yiddish expressions like chop liver or I'll call my reporter friend at the New York Post and tell him to run an article about how Ty Cobb wants to buy out Zabar's and replace it with a children's hospital with his name on it called Children's Hospital for Ty. And your owner, Jacob, will have to answer why selling overpriced Smoke Nova is more important than a new children's cancer hospital that isn't monopolized by bookish, brainy Jewish doctors whose only vice is playing gin rummy for free tickets for shul during the high holiday seasons. God forbid. And despite... What they print about Ty Cobb, he's one of the first major leaguers who pushed for integrating the big leagues just so he could run their blacker is faster theory into home play at the Polo Grounds in a New York minute after stealing home after running out three bunts in the same game, hit to third. Race is in the driving force behind Ty being a temperamental, trigger-happy prick. I am because of me, Ty Cobb questions his legendary status when hitting nine homers, got you the triple crown which is a bigger joke than Faulkner claiming he could drink Hemingway under the table on an empty stomach on Yom Kippur. I could have hit 600 if I settled for stopping singles down the third base line like a limp-wristed blacksmith by letting my hair down around well-hung horses like, man, oh my, that's the size of a dinosaur dick in my midst. But hey, once a Georgian fruit, always a Georgian fruit. Sultan of Swat. Sultan of SWAT, Smack Talk lives. Big city babies. Ha! Thank you very much. Little Hitler noser. Florida and anti-Semitism are so hot right now. Why else would my wife's friend, husband, feel comfortable enough to ask me if I ever read Mein Kampf over our arranged lunch date this past Saturday, on my people's ordained day of rest, no less. In case you're wondering, you could still buy Mein Kampf on Amazon, despite it being 720 pages of hate speech in a row, and not being able to buy the Hebrew Hammer during Hanukkah on Amazon, uh, not being an actual truism and not just a fabricated uh, fact for yuck, yuck sakes. 
Oh! And uh, Jeff Bezos uh, left his wife of 25 years, who was with him while building his huge uh, empire. And he wanted to sue like the National Enquirer because they published some pictures revealing his dick pics. And I never saw him, but according to online journalists, he does pack a sizable package. But at the same time, his new main squeeze, Laura Sanchez, used to be married to Hall of Fame tight end receiver, uh, Tony Gonzalez. He was like 6'8 and yoked. So, happy denting, Ajax man, big city baby. Ha! Have I read Mein Kampf? No, I don't identify with the psychotherapist in Dexter who tries to understand psychotic pricks better after my brother tried to kill my surging ego senior year in high school when he described my ambition to write a screenplay called Sloppy Second Son as too ambitious after a mom instructed him to do so. <laughs> but you read Mein Kampf because you were curious? Were you curious about why Germany hasn't produced more spitball pitchers than the Dominican Republic? Pedro lives. Or were you curious about why Jackie Joyner-Kersey wasn't hired as the on-screen consultant trainer on Run, Lola, Run. You were curious. Curious about what? Whether Hitler birthed the idea of killing off gays with AIDS whenever his old school herpes sores flared up his desire to annihilate. So after you downloaded Mein Kampf to your Kindle, did you invite Prince Harry over for a pajama reading party before he came out as scruffy, woke Archie? And enough with anyone who buys the bullshit line that scruffy Archie tried to kill himself. He hasn't shaved in years. Why did you buy Mein Kampf again? Were you curious about why Jordan Peterson is considered an authority on personality when he doesn't have one to begin with? Did Henry Ford's international Jew demand a killer sequel in your eyes? But seriously, what can you learn from Mein Kampf that you didn't know already? Hitler viewed Jews as a threat to German identity, as if the milkman and the fiddler was itching to diversify his income by taking up gnome-making, knowing gnomes look like Santa's cut-off trust fund babies, living off resin hits, mints, and social security. Hitler viewed Jews as a threat to nationalism, but didn't Hitler launch the Nationalist Socialist Party to avoid paying war reparations in his effort to make penny-pinching great again? Krautbrath lover? Little Hitler noser? <laughs> Plus, it's hard to respect Hitler's power of originality as an artist because the swastika is a culturally appropriated photoshopped Hindu symbol. It looks like two stick figures doing a 69 on a seesaw <laughs> on a shitload of crystal meth. Germany is the source of all important technology, despite IBM Wasp being responsible for developing technology that made it easier for SS officers to identify European Jewry shipped off to slaughter. Or, as Watson Computer would say, no shit, Sherlock, big city baby. Germany is the source of all important art because Nazis, tweaked on crystal meth, were known for their expressionistic range, which ranged from deadly serious to flickering rage if the speed started to wear off after finally running out. Inferior races, including Slavic peoples like those damn Polish Jews, were so dumb they tried to sell rags to a German seamstress during her time of the month. Hitler's father sent him to vocational school because he thought Hitler showed less promise for drawing nudes than Stevie Wonder's Sing Eye Dog, used for closer beer goggle inspection during Oktoberfest. Stevie Wonder's Sing Eye Dog offers a second opinion. I know you can feel her face, Stevie, but I can smell her snatch. 
Woof, woof. Hitler had a talent for drawing on ancient old blood libel, like the Jews being responsible for controlling all the major banks in Germany and in the North Pole, too. Hitler had no problem connecting dots and drawing connections between the Jews heckling the Romans into crucifying Jesus Christ to death because they were six degrees separated from the ancestry of Don Rickles. Hitler wasn't fond of the commie Jews responsible for promoting equality among all races, despite Jesse Owens running Hitler's master race theory into the ground during the 1936 Berlin Olympics. Hitler resented any school of political thought, didn't recognize Germans innate superiority at creating golden shower symphonies of sound on your SS-issued shower cap. Has anyone written a Cliff Notes version of Mein Kampf yet? Chosen perfectionist, my ass, eat my Bavarian butt mustard, you schmaltzy bitches. According to Hitler, the Jewish problem was expecting immediate recognized service at all German restaurants, especially at the shabbier Jewish delis who offered less sex appeal than Ethel the waitress's armpit stains after working back-to-back double shifts during the week of Sukkot. But the Germans were prideful people. Why? They killed off all future Albert Einsteins that could have been talked into making an atom bomb for themselves to win the war with. SS officer threatens potato skins or a schnitzel the size of Bridget Nielsen's flat and tits after Paulie passes out on her from drinking too much Stoli in her trailer while getting into character again. It's weird to hear somebody admit that they read Mein Kampf, especially when you know they're more into audiobooks in the first place. You say, oh, so you read Mein Kampf to understand why Hitler hated Jews so much? Wouldn't cliff notes of Mein Kampf by an anonymous contributor on 4chan have been sufficient? But when I offered you a copy of my book, The Great American Jew Novel, you said, I only listen to audiobooks recommended by the Joe Rogan podcast, like Bernie Sanders' manifesto, Karl Marx is overrated. Was Mein Kampf an audible, barely audible, like Natasha Lyonne cranked up on crystal meth to keep up with her motormouth mind on Russian doll? They say Hitler would ejaculate into his own pants from the sound of his own voice. So did Heidi Klum narrating his book on Audible fail to give you the same amount of sustained stippage on your behalf? Was Heidi Klum not a believable narrator, knowing her clipped, riesling, dry, cold as Eichmann monotone was never spit enough heavy for your preferred spaz attack taste? You wanted to learn about why Hitler wanted to create a racially pure German state, despite uncircumcised German men looking like albino white walker anators between their legs? <laughs> now, you better understand the need for Nazis to create more living space between... Now, you better understand the need for Nazis to create more living space because German beer halls weren't spacious enough. You feel bad about the Weimar Republic giving away the farm after they lost World War I, which they started, despite possessing 0.0 negotiating leverage, despite losers in war games relinquishing the power to dictate jack shit little Hitler noser, which reminds me of a routine I used to do with my daughter when she could only string two words together at the time. I'd say, Matilda, what did Tyson Chandler give the Knicks when he used to play for us? And my daughter says, Bupkis, Daddy, Bupkis. Can I get a holla for some chosen perfectionist? Holla! Big city baby, little Hitler noser, taking on the nose good. 
Thank you! Very much! Why did the audio have to cut out when Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry were caught comforting Will Smith? Did Denzel say, you try that shit with Spike at the Vanity Fair Oscars bash and I'll jam your black privilege up your ass, son. You dig? Just keep the black Medusa away from me. She'd scare P. Diddy stiff with cucumbers on his eyes during a post-Beverly Hills hotel facial like Mila Kunis would with no makeup on. How did Tyler Perry comfort Will Smith without having enough time for a Medea costume change backstage to promote his latest and greatest film, Bitch Slap Happy White, starring Jawan Howard? Or is it The Uppity Cunt starring Jeffrey Wright, Big City Baby? And then Bradley Cooper trying to comfort Will Smith after Denzel and Tyler Perry failed isn't too hilarious. Will, if I could act like I achieved sustained stiffage from sucking face with Lady Gaga, you could pretend you're not a black supremacist entertainer like the rest during the Oscars when you knew ahead of time you were going to win no matter what. Like the great Johnny Mac would say, you cannot be serious. Minnesota congressional rep babyface Omar going to work it out. Can knock out Chris Rock with a hijab headbutt to his solar plexus, for Christ's sake. Assuming the Will Smith slap was a stage one, it wasn't a very convincing one. Jerry the King Lawler slapping Andy Kaufman over his chair on The Late Show with David Letterman, it wasn't. Apparently, all the brains in Hollywood died with Andy. Andy Coppin lives because he staged his death in the first place. You gullible pieces of shit. Big city baby. Ha! If the slap wasn't staged, then why did Chris Rock look less phased than when Adam Sandler showed up to his wedding in his finest pair of jam shorts? The worst part about Will Smith cashing in on his black entertainer privilege while doing his best to distance and downplay his ties to the hip-hop Gay Mafia is having to read in the New York Post about weird, weak, woke. Howard Stern accused others of mental health issues compared to fake news deep permhead who treats catching COVID as a death sentence worse than back an entry into the Dallas Buyers Club. The same weird, weak, woke Howard who never dared criticize Thug Lives Matter most, protest $2 billion with the damage later, or say anything remotely critical about the Russian collusion tales with less legs than Lieutenant Dan, out of fear of being disinvited from any more two-bite chicken parm dinners at Jimmy Kimmel's house. Big city baby. But hey, it's all good. Baby, baby. According to P. Diddy. After Chris Rock and Will Smith reconciled at the Vanity Fair Oscars bash because it's all love. Like Will Farrell ending his $100 million friendship with director, producer, writer, star, Artur Adam McKay because he casted John C. Riley over him at Dr. Boss in winning time. Brilliant decision on Adam McKay's behalf. Plus, he directed the big short, so Will Farrell can go woke himself too. Out of character during interviews, Will Farrell exudes the personality of a blah breath Amy Schumer. 
Will Farrell is somebody who deserves a bitch slap over forsaking his friendship with Adam McKay for a part in HBO, not the great Chris Rock, who Netflix can no longer afford to pay with just one rib. Regardless of Chris Rock losing anti-establishment cred after he shilled for Governor Cuomo as a clot shot pusher shamer like the rest, but nobody's perfect. Or why else would any, any woman willingly bang Andrew? No, I won't jump off my own bridge, Cuomo. He looks like the thing, and Mama Fratelli from the Goonies had a baby. Now, that's an Oscar punchline worthy of the great Chris Rock, because Amy Schumer ain't no moral compass of civility either. She thinks the group who voted for Hillary Hammertown Cankles are the smart ones, despite whom a liquor breath failing to sell 64 million branded racists and growing on white baby boomer mom knows best. But Amy Schumer still thinks Hillary lost to Trumpy Poo because of Russian collusion. That's funny. I thought Hillary lost because she's an unhuggable cunt. My bad. But it takes one to know one. Right, Amy? I guess Hillary deleted that memo, too. Holla! Tony Clifton, shit's on. This one's for you, Andy. Big city baby. Holla! Thank you. Very much.